all the latest updates, news, and scores from your local and regional sports. This is Sports Talk on 92 WICB Ithaca. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of WICB Sports Talk, your home for the latest sports, news, scores, and storylines from the Ithaca area. I'm your host, Farrell Hudson, and tonight we take a look at a wide range of sports here in Ithaca, recapping their last week, as well as chatting with some of the student-athletes. Coming up, we'll hear from Ithaca field hockey striker Natalie Descalso, who's having herself a great junior season, and then from Ithaca baseball's Lucas Arlovitz in his second season as a bomber. So without further ado, let's begin with this past week in Ithaca athletics. Starting with the beautiful game. Ithaca men's soccer dropped their tightly contested matchup yesterday afternoon with Union 2-1, but rebounded nicely this afternoon with a 4-0 blanking of Skidmore, thanks to a two-goal performance by junior Landon Helwig and an outstanding 12-save shutout from sophomore Johans Berghahn. Staying in the beautiful game, Ithaca women's soccer continued their dominance at Carpwood Field, besting Union 1-0 yesterday and then Skidmore by the same score this afternoon. The South Hill squad improves to 9-2-1 on the season, thanks to the fourth straight shutout pitched by junior goalkeeper Grace Hickey. Over to field hockey, where the good times have been rolling for the Bombers. Tuesday afternoon in a tug-of-war battle with New Paltz, IC ended the affair with an overtime tally from the stick of Mira Bury. Currently, Bury sits second in goals on the team to Juliana Valley, who's first, and Juliana Valley sits second in points to none other than Natalie Descalso. Now let's send it over to Rayana DeCrow, as she had the opportunity to interview Natalie prior to their weekend slate of games. And with that being said, let's kick things right off. Kind of talking about your season 10-3 and three so far, a couple tough losses towards the middle there to Cortland and uh, York, but you guys have been on a seven-game winning streak right now. How have you guys found your stride? What would you say has made the difference? I think we needed to face those tough opponents when we did because it really um, showed us what we needed to work on and also showed us that we can like be in competition with a top 10 uh, NCAA team because, I mean, in that York game, we lost in the last like six minutes. And honestly, that game should have been ours to begin with. So I think that kind of gave us the confidence boost, even though a loss is never really a great feeling or a good thing. Um, in our case, like losing to Kane, I think we we thought we could have won that as well. And Cortland, I think we could have won that as well, too, if we just made those minor adjustments. And I think we've made those adjustments by looking back at that film, um, just learning from those experiences. So I think, yeah, I mean, losing is not a great thing, but in our case, I think it really helped us with those three games. And I mean, we've had really close games following a lot of overtime, but I think again, with the making those adjustments and just our team has so much heart and competitive energy at practices and everyone wants it as much as the girl next to them. So I think that's, what's really putting us apart apart in these closer games. And um, even when we are uh, dominating a team, like staying composed. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And I want to talk about, you kind of mentioned it, touched on it a little bit, but those close games, you guys have had quite a few of them where you've taken them into overtime what is the mindset when you go into those high-pressure situations? I mean, you guys have been in them over and over and over again. Do you think that makes you guys battle-tested a little bit? Yeah, I mean, especially with the upperclassmen last year, we went into overtime quite a bit. So we do have 
some a lot of experience of game like because I mean you can always practice overtime and practice but it's never going to be the, be the same as playing four like intense quarters you're giving your all and then going into overtime that can be a lot for a team and I think our stamina and athleticism is really just what puts us over the top and um what our what our coach says is like one quarter at a time so once it's an overtime you leave the rest you leave those four quarters behind it's a new game overtime is totally different play obviously 7v7 um a lot of times we are offensively honestly we're looking to find that corner because that's going to give you the best advantage but um just staying composed in that in that press because again 7v7 you don't have your 11 girls with you to face that team. So it's a lot of open space. You got to be composed. And I think our experience in overtime is what puts us over the top um, with other teams. I mean, Skidmore, we completely dominated that overtime. They, I don't think they got one single, single short corner. They didn't really have a shot on goal. Their coach even told our coach at the end, like, wow, your team was really prepared for that. And I think that goes to show that not even just in regular time, but over time, we're ready and we're, we want to win. So we're going to give our all no matter how many girls are on the field. That's great. And uh, if you want to talk about someone who's given their all, I mean, you've been pretty successful over your three years at Ithaca. I know it's sometimes uncomfortable bragging about yourself, but what kind of preparations, drills or anything have made your career filled with so many achievements? I mean, I pers- my um, mindset for all sports my whole life because I've, I've played a lot of sports but obviously field hockey now alone is just always giving 110 percent so that goes for the entire year like I don't stop practicing just between like August and November that's not the only time I'm practicing as soon as season ends I'm working on what I could have improved on during the season and just like watching film um, I always watch the film we'll have film days but I, I will watch every single game take my own notes like not even for myself too, but for my teammates, because I'm always just looking out for what the team can do better. And I think just having that mindset to always give 100% effort, even, I mean, I have tough days. I'm not going to always have beyond my A game, but still pushing myself to give that effort, even when I don't feel like it, is I think what has really helped me because um, some people will kind of give up at times, but I've just told myself never give up no matter how hard it gets and just always putting in that work full year time um because again being a junior I only have like one more season left after this um in my entire career so trying to just always um take advantage of the opportunity I've been given and just giving that all yeah and then you guys have kind of had to fill some leadership roles I mean you guys had four grad students graduate five seniors as well so how has this junior class and the senior class kind of stepped into those roles and, and been taken on more of a leadership role? I mean, yeah, so we have three senior captains this year, and I think they've really taken on that leadership role well. I mean, Alex has been such a force to be reckoned with in that cage. She's really stepped it up. I mean, playing behind Macy for her career definitely is hard because, I mean, Macy was an amazing goalie, but I think Alex really used her mentorship to be prepared for her senior year, and she's been outstanding. She had a couple injuries in the beginning, but she's really overcome them and just been a leadership from the back of the field for our defenders and even um, our forwards. She's always talking to us. She's being that, like, secure piece that we need. And, um, I mean, our junior class 
my class has been great. I mean, Emma Garver has switched from being a striker to now a defensive mid, which is totally different position Um, for anyone who just doesn't know field hockey. Obviously, like defensive mid versus striker, your mindset's totally different. You're trying to go to the cage defense, defensive mid. You're still trying to help the offense, but you got to get back. You got to be with the, the back. So she's done a really great, great job. I think Bella McCallister has helped, helped her a lot being that back. And then, I mean, we have a fifth year too, Nico. She's been great. She also changed positions. She used to be a D-mid. Now she's a back. So kind of still defensive mindset, but being a fifth year, having your position change, that can be difficult for someone, but she took it with grace and she's been a great back for us. And it's just like, wow, I didn't even know she could do that. So I think everyone's really stepped up. Some sophomores have stepped up too. Brenna also, we've had a lot of position changes this year, actually. So um, but people have really stepped up and they just said they no one's complained about it. Obviously, like you could be bummed about your position changing, especially so late in your career. But everyone's just said, like, if that's what's best for the team, they're going to do it. And they've done it with great success, too, because sometimes that could be difficult. But they they got right into it. And I think that's what's really helped us this season, too, is just everyone being there for the team and just giving themselves giving their best self for the team. Yeah, and with those position changes comes a lot of coaching that has to be involved. I mean, Coach Wahila, she's been with your program for a couple of years now. Talk to me about her coaching style. What makes it different as a player? What makes it special? I mean, yes, she's definitely uh, – she does a cooperative coaching style. So, yes, she's going to – lay down the law she's gonna give that code but she asks for feedback she wants to know what we think like in the middle of games like if they call corner and we don't think it's great like she'll totally let us have that um responsibility to be like hey we think this one's gonna work because obviously we're seeing things differently on the field than she might be seeing on the sidelines we have our game plan but she's very um adjustable and same with coach mo like they are both always wanting our feedback. They're constantly asking us questions like how like in the middle of the game they'll be like, what do you think of the press? Is the press working? Because we're we're in it right now. So they can see it on the sideline, but they want our feedback. And that's really something different because I feel like in high school, it's more like you don't really get an opinion always unless like you have that special relationship with a coach every once in a while. But for the most part, they're the coach, like what they say goes. So it's really nice to come to Coach Wah and Coach Mo, who are really just welcoming with open arms to your um, ideas and opinions because everyone on this team has a great field hockey IQ and make great decisions on the field, off the field, um, at practice too. So I think it's really great that they incorporate us in their planning too as well. Like if we don't like a drill at practice, like they'll scratch it. They'll, they'll be like, okay, we won't do it again. They, they just want that feedback. So it's more enjoyable as well. So I think that's also where our success comes from because we have great practices. Last night was a really fun practice at Cornell. We, we call it PGP, so pregame practice. We do a lot of fun, high-intensity games, just fun shooting games to get those goalies incorporated. But, yeah, they, they take a lot of time in planning, and I think it really shows in their coaching too. So as a player, I really appreciate that because it shows that they're putting just as much time in as we are. And speaking about, you know, those high intensity kind of fun games practice, gearing up for a game, what do you guys do to get hyped up in the locker room? What gets you guys going? Yeah, we definitely have a very hype locker room. So we we always report like an hour before we have to go out there on the field. Um, no, don't really go on your phone. It's more like team time. You're getting in that mode. Everyone's playing the pump. We have a big speaker. So we're playing up 
playing our favorite songs because we have like a ton of team songs. So we'll have our team little dances. We have um, these things called bomber bites where our coaches have actually put in our budget to like have snacks in the locker room. So we'll have some bomber bites. Um, everyone loves those moths, fruit snacks. I swear those things go by really fast, but everyone's just eating those. We have Red Bulls too. Everyone's chugging Red Bulls. So it's just a really fun environment. And we have a locker room rule, like no negativity. So you leave that at the door. So once you enter that locker room, especially on a game day, like you are focused on that game whatever outside sources are happening like that's not anything anymore you're focusing on just being there with your teammates getting hyped for the game and just getting ready for that game against that opponent on that day and just giving it our all so do you have a go-to game day song we we definitely do it's we like to part i think that's the name we like to party by too short and it's it's like a weird song but it's really fun and it's been a, a team song for like years past like ever since I've been a freshman we play this song every time we have a home game so and we like do a little performance with it it's super fun so it's very special to our team all right Nat just uh wrapping up here what's the goal looking down the road into the rest of the season how are you guys going to hopefully come out on top of the Liberty League really just trying to take it one day at a time and not looking too far ahead because obviously the rest of our schedule, we're facing some tough Liberty League opponents. But I think if we just focus one at a time and not get like, oh, we're playing all of them at the end, like that can that can really hurt a team if you're stressing out too far in advance. But I think just sticking with, with what we've done all season, just taking it one day at a time. And obviously we want that Liberty League championship. We're hungry for it. And I think this year with this group, we can really get that if we just stick with what we've been doing. And I think everyone wants it and everyone's going to just lead up the person next to them. And with our coaches, I think we have a really good chance. Well, Nat, that's great to hear. Thank you so much for jumping on with me today. But for now, we're going to jump back to the studio. So, Farrell, back to you. Thank you, Rayana. From field hockey to the gridiron, where Saturday afternoon offered one of the most anticipated matchups of the season for the Ithaca football team. The number 15 ranked Bombers play hosted to Liberty League foes, the Union Garnet Chargers, from Bertino Field at Butterfield Stadium. Despite some of the daunting elements, the gritty Bombers were able to salvage victory again 17-9, but it would be a bittersweet one, as graduate quarterback A.J. Wingfield, who was stellar, cashing in 14 completions for 179 total yards, has suffered a potential season-ending injury. The Bombers improved to 3-0 in Liberty League play and 5-1 on the season. Endorsed at the hardwood we go, where Ithaca women's volleyball won their 10th contest in a row against RIT yesterday afternoon in a 3-0 sweep. Following a five-set loss to Stevens this morning and another victory against Denison this afternoon, the number 23-ranked Bombers sit at 16-4. Amidst a busy fall sports season on South Hill, it is time to take a break and head over to the Diamond, where Justin Antonucci had the opportunity to discuss Bombers baseball with WICB's own Lucas Arlovitz, a sophomore third baseman. Take it away, Justin. Lucas, let's just get right into it. Obviously, you know, a little disappointing uh, end to your 2022 season with you guys not going as far as you went in 21. Can you kind of just walk me through, you know, what your what your mindset was after that loss? I mean, yeah, that was a, it was a tough pill to swallow getting swept by Endicott. You know, the, everyone's coming out. They have their ticket punched, you know, to the College World Series. And um, 
you know, it, it, for sure, it's it's a little bit tough to watch that happen and feel like you know you really want that to happen, obviously, and and that wasn't the case. But I think you know there's something to be celebrated in in all the the steps that get you there and just having the regular season that we did. You know, we were 28 and 14, I think. I think we were the four seed going to the Liberty League tournament. And um, nobody but but us really, you know, expected us to win that tournament and then go to Cortland and win the Cortland Regional. So I think some of those steps along the way were, you know, obviously really really fun, and uh, we really got to bond and come together as a team. And and you know, those were awesome moments. And maybe it didn't end the way we wanted it to, but. I think uh, you know it was a great experience for all the guys, and hopefully that experience and and just remembering that feeling of not being able to get all the way that's going to help propel us this year to go even farther. I know you played summer ball this season with the Cortland Crush. How was that? You know, I, I, obviously, you know, as an athlete, you know, twenty four seven for you, no breaks, even though not being with Ithaca. How was you know playing kind of for that third party organization? Um, you know, it was a really awesome experience. I I can't say enough good things about the Cortland Crush. Um, as a, you know, an entire organization from top down, all the people that make it work. Um, you know, it was just a, a phenomenal experience from the baseball side, from the the life side, and figuring out how, you know how to be an adult a little bit more and and cook some of your own meals and live with other guys. And you know, it's nice to get away from campus for for those summer months and and just you know play baseball every day, and that's all you're worrying about. And it's you know wake up, eat, you're going to the gym, you're working out, you're hitting, coming back, eating again, and then you go to the field and you play, and, and that's your day. And, and it's kind of a, a very simple but enjoyable life, and, and for me it was really awesome. I can't thank you know Coach Bill McConnell for Cortland enough and, and all the people there, and I, I can't thank Coach Valcente enough for helping set that up and, and giving me a great opportunity last summer to uh, learn a lot and get a whole lot better. So that was something that Coach Val had set up for you, or is that something you kind of went to him for? So uh, in the fall last year, we talked about it. I had played in a, a men's league at home last year. I'm, I'm from Westchester, New York. Played in the WR, WBL. Got to give a shout-out to those guys. Uh, a good league there, but I wanted something different. I, I wanted more of a true summer ball experience. So um, Coach Val and I, you know, we both thought that Cortland would be a good opportunity, and, yeah, he helped set me up with Coach Bill McConnell uh, at Cortland and, and helped me get there. So, uh, you know, I really, you know, thank him for that. That was huge. How important has Coach Val, you know, been now? Obviously, you spent your full freshman year with him now emerging, you know, with such a younger group as a potential starter in the sophomore season. How has it been working closely with Coach Val? Um, you know, I, I really can't say enough good things about Coach Val. You know, he's a big reason that I'm here. And obviously the history, you know, um, let's let's go back with old Coach Val, Coach George Valcente. Obviously, you know, the, the field is named after him and he won um, two national championships, which is awesome. And Obviously, the the commitment to having a really great program was there with him, and and now with Coach David Valcente, his son, it's it's absolutely the same. You know, Coach, you know, we'll, I'll just refer to him as Coach Val. He's uh, obviously very committed to winning and and committed to really just playing the best competition and and having the best team possible. And um, it really just fosters a great culture, and it's something I'm really happy to be a part of because uh, in everything, I just think it pushes you to be the best. You know, and and you know, kind of the aspects that we are learning in the Ithaca baseball program, I think are going to really set me up for, for life too. So from that standpoint, you know, I love working with coach Val. I think he's, uh, he's awesome. And he's been so helpful for me developing as a baseball player and as a human being, it's really truly been a a blessing. Let's fast forward now, you know, to this upcoming season, it's your sophomore year. You know, you lost a lot of, you know, fourth and fifth years, a few transfer outs as well as a group. 
how is kind of the mentality of Ben is like, we're still that team, even though there's so much turnover, especially young turnover. Yeah, I mean, you you said it. Uh, we lost a lot of guys, a lot of uh, at bats, and a lot of innings. You know, graduating and leaving, and I, I think that's kind of how college sports go. There's there's always a lot of turnover, but that means you know guys have to step up. And if we are really this program, you know, we we think we're you know one of the best in the country, and that we can compete with anyone. Well, then we're gonna go out on the field this year and and show that. And um, you know, obviously. A lot of young guys, it, it could be a mixed bag, but we're thinking that, you know, everyone that's been here is going to take a, a big step up, and the guys that are coming in, we're really excited about. I mean, we just had a, a really good fall of competing, and, and we think that we're going to take a big step this winter and, and, you know, have another strong season. Speaking of that fall, uh, I know last year, at least earlier in like that fall, right when you got the school, it was a little different as, you know, you still have to solidify that spot on the team, but can you kind of just talk me through, like, what the – almost weekly what you guys are doing at least in the fall I know now it's over but you know I know you had a few scrimmages in there how has that been overall as an experience um I mean I I think the fall is a great time it's it's uh you know a little less um I guess not like you know the practices and the scrimmages are, are just as you know tough there's just as much competing going on maybe just less you know we're only out there four days a week I guess so that's that's what I can say it's a little bit um less strenuous maybe um but yeah, I mean, we're lifting two days a week. We're getting out there for usually we'll have like two type of uh, fundamental practices a week, and then on the weekends, uh, Saturday and Sunday, we'll get after it with some scrimmages, which I really enjoy. Um, so you're getting your work in during the week, getting better, and then you know you you're able to show that on the field on Saturday and Sunday, and just have a whole lot of fun and and you know compete against your guys. So um, I really like the fall. I mean, it's such a an enjoyable time you know to not have the the pressures of you know the regular season stuff but to really you know hone in on your craft and and set yourself up for a big spring you, you mentioned obviously all these like competitive you know the scrimmages but you know one thing that, that is a tradition here at Ithaca is the the classic blue gray scrimmage between the guys I, I I know the result I know it didn't lean your favor but kind of just talk to me about how important that is to have you know those you know, team on team experiences. Does it get you much closer as a group? Is there a little competitive edge? Just kind of talk me through that. I mean, you want to talk about competition. I mean, the the blue gray series. There's nothing quite like it. Um, I mean, it's just it's there. There's a lot of uh, you know talk back and forth. It's it's all week. You know, there's there's a draft for it, which is big, and and guys are going in different spots, and guys want to you know prove their worth to their team, and uh, you know obviously win that t-shirt. Uh, winner gets a t-shirt. I got it. Last fall, unfortunately, uh, did not come away with it. This it was fall, three quarter cut off too, right? A little big, big three quarter, three quarter blue gray champion T-shirt, which is uh, yeah, tough, tough not to have. But um, no, I mean it's just such a such a great experience, and uh, you know we'll have a team barbecue after, which we had, which is uh, good. And um, Co- I mean, coach make good food. Uh, we got some Italian carry ah, out this catered, year. Catered. Yeah, some all right, Italian all right. carry out. So yeah. Well, all the fall fun is over now. Is you know it was it's a, a lot more rainy days and it's getting a lot colder. So, how different is the winter? You know, I'm assuming you're in you're in the weight room a little more. You're on the field a different less, but especially mentally, you know, you're inside. You know, you're you're not on that diamond as much mentally. You know how how how's the winter for you? Um, I think the winter, you know, I, I try and find the, the good in all the seasons. Obviously, the fall is, you know, fun to compete and practice and, and be able to have, uh, you know, get better on the field. The winter is, you know, it's it's the off season, but 
technically, you know, there is no off season. You're still working. You're working harder in the weight room. We'll get in there three or four times a week. You know, lifting heavy weight, um, trying to move as fast as possible, become you know bigger, faster, stronger. Um, we'll have captains practices out on the field for as long as we can. You know, as long as the weather holds up. Um, and uh, it's just it's just a matter of of being disciplined and you know how badly do you want it you know this is the time where you really you know just build yourself up into the player you want to be in the spring and and that could go um you know that that you dictate how that process is so i I, you know it's a really important time to you know get in the weight room make sure your body's going to be ready keep working on your swings inside in the a and e you know the the facilities are phenomenal and and once we do get inside later in in probably you know November December, you can still get just as much work in in the cages and the A and E, get your throwing in stuff like that. So, I mean, it's it's a great time of year for sure. And lastly, just quickly here, what's the expectation going to the spring for the season? I mean, I, I think for us, the expectation is always you know to win the Liberty League. Now we've done it two years in a row. I think. Um, that's the standard we've set, but that isn't something just that we get because we wear Ithaca on our chest. We talked about that last year. That's something we got to earn. And while that is the expectation, winning the Liberty League and making you know the NCAA playoffs and hopefully getting to you know College World Series berth, um, that you know is not something that's given. That's something that's earned. So we're gonna have to put in uh, you know a lot of work to make that a reality. But uh, I'm looking forward to doing that and you know hopefully getting getting you know these stepping stones down with my guys. So yeah. Lucas, thank you so much for coming on this edition of Sports Talk. It was a pleasure to have you on, and you know, good luck in this winter. I know it's not going to be an easy one for you. Thank you, Justin. I appreciate it. Thanks, Justin. Before we wrap the show, let's first take a look at this past week in Cornell Athletics. We start with the beautiful game, where Cornell men's soccer emerged victorious in their non-conference matchup with Colgate 3-1, Tuesday afternoon from Berman Field. Freshman sensation Alex Harris hit double digits, scoring his 10th and 11th goals in the 5-1 drubbing of Ivy League foe Princeton this afternoon on East Hill, adding on to his tally from Tuesday night. The Big Red improved to 6-3-2 on the season. On the gridiron, it was not the afternoon the Big Red faithful anticipated from Shellcop Field, as Cornell football dropped to 2-3 on the season, as the Bucknell Bison upset the Big Red, improving their record to 2-4. Junior quarterback Jamison Wang scored the lone touchdown for the Big Red, scampering into the end zone for a 5-yard run. On the hardwood, Cornell Volleyball took down UPenn in four sets last night on the road in Philadelphia. The evening was highlighted by sophomore Eliza Convica, totaling 17 kills along with eight blocks and eight digs. Convica has been an integral piece to the explosive front court for the Big Red, as Cornell improves to 3-3 three and three in Ivy League play on the season. Lace up those skates and let's head over to Lina Rink, where number 10 ranked Cornell women's hockey has gotten off to a high-flying 2-0 start, with home victories over Penn State in successive days, winning 4-1 and then 5-2. Junior forward Katie Chan, a Colgate transfer, got the party started for the Big Red last night, lighting the lamp twice for the Lina faithful in her Big Red debut. It was also a night of firsts for first-year netminder Annalise Bergman. First collegiate game, first collegiate victory. That will do it for this episode of Sports Talk. Special thanks to General Manager of TVR Ops, Jeremy Menard. Our contributors this evening, including myself, Rihanna DeCrow, Justin Antonucci, and Station Manager, Beck Legato. Be sure to check out at Bombers Radio Net on Twitter for all the latest news and updates regarding our coverage of Ithaca College Athletics. I'm Farrell Hudson, and have a great rest of your Saturday night. Ithaca Now is coming up next. 